Dear Percival, the podcast that showcases Danny Savarino, a character from People of Bloomsbury, a marvellous new novel by author and poet extraordinaire Mr. DJ Swales. Now this is the continuation of the first part. Yes, it is the second part of Luxor. Dear Percival, Luxor. Yes, at the end of the last one, we heard the phone being thrown down and someone swearing in a broad Blackwall accent. Yes, we did. This one continues from then. So let's find out what happens, shall we? Let's go. As soon as I got off the phone, I updated my crowdfunding page, telling people they need to dig deep. I then threw all my stuff into my backpack, wrapped the money for my bill in an origami paper purse I'd folded earlier and high-tailed it downstairs. Eliza, in her little phone operations room, had already warned reception, so my bill had been prepared. Please check and sign your bill, asked three blurred figures in unison, lined behind the reception desk as I dashed past. I'm doing an express checkout, I cried as I threw them my origami purse. I shouldn't have made the purse from tissue paper as I heard all the coins scatter behind me when it split open. I ran outside with a speed of a parched ostrich where Yassir, a Nubian handyman, was already beeping like a New York cabbie. Depending on the time of day, Yassir's multiple talents extend to taxi driver, musician, dancer, furniture salesman, Sufi illusionist and massage therapist. Aside from the harmless eavesdropping of Eliza, the hotel staff are such an honest lot. I must have overpaid my bill by a few Egyptian pounds as several employees chased after Yassir's clapped-out Mercedes-Benz for quite some distance, especially Basma from Beni Suev, who I always suspected was quite athletic. Everyone else fell away, collapsing aside from Basma. What a trooper! I called from the wound-down window as Yassir complained about the dust. Just give the money or put it in the kitty for a staff party. She has the gin in her ankles, Yassir added as we headed deeper into the desert with the lights of Hagada twinkling on the horizon. It is truly a marvel, sir. Should we stop? No, it's fine, I said after turning and no longer seeing Basma in the red glare of our taillights. Time was of the essence and I was happy that she decided to keep the tip. I factored in 20 minutes at a lovely little roadside shack on the way as recommended on Tripulike. I typed into my crowdfunding site's pop-up chat room. It's an absolute gem, serving Turkish coffee and hot bean stew poured like lava from a large metal jug. My driver, Yassir, told me this breakfast dish is called fool, which is a type of pudding in England, though not of simmered beans, tomatoes and onions. Yassir, we have to turn round, I screamed halfway to the airport. At last you have a heart, sir, the kindly man gushed. What do you mean? I asked. I forgot my passport. Fifteen minutes later, the car screeched to a halt by Basma's prone form. She was totally unconscious, but still had a pulse. What's that in her hand? asked Yassir. As luck would have it, it was my passport. So we were soon back on our way. It's a sign, said Yassir, reminding me that God works in mysterious ways. Inshallah, you will find your parents. 
The Winter Palace Hotel is really wonderful, the most prestigious and expensive in Luxor. My pleading video on GoFundMe proved to be a real tearjerker, with everyone opening their purses and wallets. Something about my missing parents really resonated this time. After checking into Luxor's Grand Dame, security tapped me on the shoulder and asked if I wanted to see some video footage from the previous day. It was the same two plucky figures from the yacht on the Suez Canal in tie-dye caftans. They still had paper bags over their heads as one of them pushed the other through the hotel's revolving front door, causing an accident. That's my father's scream, I said, as I watched him flail and gracefully recover. They caused quite a scene, said security. There was some damage. I winced at the thought of the cost as I watched the video footage, but smiled when my pocket pinged. Cash from my sponsors! I know that sound well, said the security guard. Would you like to upgrade to the executive floor? He shared how he and some friends had recently been demonetized on YouTube for faking found puppy videos. We didn't hurt them, he explained, unprompted. They belonged to my sister's kids, so she would have killed us if anything bad had happened to them. We just dipped them in cheap glucose syrup, the same kind that beekeepers used to add volume to their honey, then rolled them in dirt. I see, I said gravely as I took his confession. We left each puppy by an old canal, then changed it into our Luxor animal rescue uniforms for the charitable foundation that we made up. We drive around the block while filming, then screeched to a halt, acting like we just spotted the poor stray. Very imaginative, I said, smiling awkwardly. I feel like you could teach me a thing or two about cunning crowdfunding. Really? He replied. But, but you're the master of the trade. With all these free holidays you get while pretending to look for your parents. He raised his hands and made quotation marks as he said the last four words. Master? Me? Well, if that's so, then congratulations, I said, as he looked at me quizzically. You just graduated. Puppies in glucose syrup? I've never heard of such a thing. The product of a sickly, talented mind. You've never heard of the found puppy scams? People are making millions. He laughed as I swallowed my disgust and agreed to upgrade my room. Wonderful, he replied. Winter Palace Hotel VVIP guest may enjoy the executive lounge where high tea is served with scones, clotted cream, jam and free-flow Earl Grey or hibiscus tea. After confirming the high tea scones were definitely free, I also managed to wrangle a complimentary fruit basket, a floral arrangement and a minimum of two swan-shaped towels on my bed set on a sea of fresh rose petals. I suspect that both the floral arrangement and the sea of fresh rose petals were cobbled together from the same sack of old potpourri, but I didn't cause a fuss. I'm just so excited to now be staying in Agatha Christie's old room, where she wrote Death on the Nile. I know I'm supposed to focus on finding my folks, but I'm suddenly feeling creative and literary. Maybe I can write a novel here too. Why not? I might make a start tonight. Thank you, thank you. That was the end of part two of Luxor. Dear Percival Luxor, we shall return before you even know it in part three, which is the final and the most exciting part of Dear Percival Luxor. Um, these are all part 
of People at Bloomsbury, the fabulous new novel by Mr. DJ Swales, which is available on Amazon right now. So get yourself down there and buy yourself a copy. Uh, we shall return very soon. Thank you for listening. I have been Kevin Green reading People at Bloomsbury for DJ Swales. Thank you. Goodbye.